Picking up the misses, the podcast in which we review Monty Python's Flying Circus and its many bits and bobs and highways and byways. I'm Christopher, and this is the misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. And today we are going to be speaking about Monty Python's first foray into the wonderful world of sound. It is the long-playing record, Monty Python's Flying Circus, released by BBC Records in late 1970. Fiona, what did you think? Well, I have some questions first before I answer that question. Okay. So, is it, are we listening to it at the point it was released? Yes. And am I right in thinking that the hope was that people would buy this and play it to their friends and generally the audience would get a bit wider from this? Or is it thought that people who bought this, listened to it, had already seen the TV? Well, I think you have to remember the context of the time, being this was a time before everyone video recorders. Oh, right. Indeed, before everyone had a telly. Uh, a time before video recorders. So if you enjoyed a programme, unless it was repeated, there was no way that you could yes. enjoy it again. But this is what I'm, I'm leading me to believe. And also, if you weren't in at the time, because it's played late at night as well, yeah. so you wouldn't have had caught mm-hmm. it. But this leads me to the fact that most, probably all, but most certainly of the sketches have previously played in the TV series. Yes. This is my fundamental issue with it. Mm-hmm. Because I find that the ridiculousness of Monty Python is funny in the unexpected. Right. But listening to something, I know what's going to happen, I find this less funny. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, as I say, the one hand of it is that, you know, there's no way of recording things Mm. that you um, like. So this was like a a known thing that programmes, radio programmes, but also television programmes, would make a record, Mm. or they would, BBC Records would release a record of it. Um. And, yeah, widening the audience might be part of it. Mm. But in terms of the um, shock value or the novelty value of a a comedy sketch, I understand that that is what you like. Yes. But clearly you can see that there is an audience who like to hear the same things over and over again. And it's almost the anticipation of the ridiculous that they enjoy. Yes, and can play it to their friends. Yes, and uh, And it becomes a bit of a um, catchphrase-y type. Yes, in a way that a one showing on television might not necessarily do. That's certainly true. So, should we get on to the sketches? Yes, indeed. The first one was The Flying Sheep. Yes. Um, And this, I do recall this being on the TV show. And it made me reflect, actually, generally, that most of the Monty Python sketches, I can imagine, work on audio. Mm -hmm. But I think it helps that you would have, you've seen them. Not just the particular uh-huh. spe- sketches to visualise it, but like the pepper pots. Mm-hmm. You know what kind of person that yeah. voice is associated with and, th- and some of these characters that come up. So you see, what I need is I need to get a new wife who hasn't seen Monty Python <laughs> to, do the, no, I'm just, to do the audio stuff. I'm just saying I enjoyed it in, in the audio form on mm-hmm. its own, mm-hmm. but that might be because I could put some, some images... Yeah. To, to the people. I don't think there'd be many people who bought this record who hadn't yeah. seen the programme. 
I mean, obviously, the one thing it doesn't have is the cartoons, because that's very, very visual. No, indeed, that is very visual. Um, but anyway, uh, the flying sheep, mm-hmm. some great phrases in there. Mm-hmm. Harold, the clever sheep. Mm-hmm. And because um, there might be a commercial opportunity of bovine aviation. Yes. And things like that. So I quite enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I thought the sound effects in that one were a bit obvious. Do you think but, they went too far to try and set the scene? But I think, uh, yeah, but I think the part of the problem with this record is that the Pythons themselves don't have much control over it. Did they just take the audio from the TV? No. They did re-record it. They, they recorded it. Not and, fade away. Yeah, not fade away. And the BBC recorded it just like they record their radio comedies mm-hmm. in a church hall or a drill hall or whatever. Uh, but someone else was in charge of all the sounds. Yeah, and all, all the sound effect and that kind of stuff, and they just sort of stepped forward and read mm. their bits off the, the uh, thing. They, they weren't very happy with that, um, and we'll come on to they had complete control of the TV stuff. They didn't they? have complete control of the TV stuff, but they had more control because nobody was that interested in mm. what they were doing. Mm. So kind of by dint of that, they had more control. Um, but I don't think they had very much control here at all, as we'll get into as we go through the through okay. the record. Um, yeah, so then we moved on to the French Anglo-French sheep. I found that hard to follow. Ah, without the visual. Well, even with the visual, sometimes when they speak from mm-hmm. place, it's um, yeah, my ear doesn't tune into it. Mm-hmm. You found that really quite funny when we've watched it on the TV. No. I have I have in my hand here well, I, I a remember... note of all your reactions to these sketches the first time Okay, I remember um, the aircraft and mm-hmm. but I couldn't for even for even with that memory in my head I couldn't follow that that's what they were doing well they were just speaking rubbish I know that's why you need the visuals yeah. especially with the sort of there's some kind of voila storage yes. or something like that. Le bagage. Yeah, la bagage. But yeah, I didn't I didn't find it funny. Other, but I did find it funny originally. I the other visual that. point that this sketch had was remember they passed the moustache between themselves. Oh yeah. And it stopped sticking after a while. I thought that was just ad libbing though, wasn't it? Well, I think the not sticking was was ad libbed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't didn't it then have a a pepper pot saying we get on with the French, with yes. France. Mm-hmm. We get on with France. I don't know why I wrote that down, but I thought it was funny. Um, I not not German. Oh yeah, the they Germans, were they yeah. were talking about the um, philosophers. Yes. And um, no, I don't get on with Kant or, or mm-hmm. Nietzsche. No, I don't. And it was just like a, a very uh, unusual topic for a pepper pot to be discussing. Mm-hmm. What did you think generally of? the way that the record flowed from sketch to sketch. Well, I noted later some impressive links, but here we weren't getting that. Yeah, I I think they were trying with that French into the German bit, into the Mm. man with three buttocks. Um, But I I thought it wasn't, again, it wasn't as as good as the TV series has become in terms of getting through a transition from one sketch to another. Smooth as Neil. Smooth as Neil sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um, the man with three buttocks. We had a bit of a now for something completely different, which mm-hmm. I don't think worked as well on telly than him behind a desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, man with three buttocks. I remember this, uh, and this is the first time I actually seen the music, these all on the telly. Um, mm-hmm. 
but not funny. And I don't think I found it funny. Well, oddly enough, I'm oh no! Here. What I didn't find funny is when they kept, they kept on repeating. They went now for something completely different and introduced the three buttocks again. Yes, yeah, so which is it again here. Yeah, I, I didn't find the, the repeat funny. Mm-hmm. That's the bit. Uh, well, neither did the audience. The repetition bit did not get a laugh mm. at all. And I thought the audience's reactions were quite interesting throughout this record because some things that you think are nailed on classics just got nothing. Mm. And other things got big laughs. And it was like, hmm. And that, that was one of the things they didn't like was that they had hoped that they would be able to get an audience who liked Python to this recording. Uh, but in fact, they just got the... Who was around in the daytime, yeah. like you would. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this three buttocks sketch still referred to television as well. It's because the fact that when you're on television, we have to see the buttocks. And that's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, so there didn't really make much concession in the scripting yeah, to it's... we're now doing this for audio. Um, uh, maybe they were trying... I have got the LP, and there, I think there are some notes on the back. I'm not sure if they're trying to sort of suggest this is the television audio. But you know it's not. But, but we know it wasn't. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was that, uh, and that went into the Whistle Chocolate Factory. I, I didn't like this the first time, I didn't like it the second time. Well, did you not? D- did I laugh? Well, I shall tell you what you thought of this. I thought I loved it, but this time I didn't actually find it that funny. Maybe I remember my family finding it very funny, and that's a nice association. Is that, do you think, is that, so you didn't find it funny again this time? And I, I don't even have the nostalgia. <laughs> You've beaten it out of me. <laughs> Many people find that Python's one of these things that as you watch it more, you grow to appreciate it more. I know, but I think what I'm saying is now that I've seen it twice with you, or heard it uh-huh. twice with you, my association is more with that than with my family memories. Well, well, let's hope that you don't hear any of these recently repeated Python hits again. Uh, <laughs> You'll really beat it out of me. <laughs> uh, it's the same joke for a long time. Yes. I noticed that John Cleese was doing the same voice as the policeman here as he does for the man in the dead parrot sketch who is all who is called in the script Mr. Praline. And, of course, this is the sketch in which he says Praline. Uh, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe they that's just referred the, it to them. Well, that's where the voice came yeah. from. Okay, so then we went to Nudge Nudge. Oh, I love him. Well, the audience certainly do not. Oh, I don't care. Um, character's very good and suggested... You can make anything sound dodgy. <laughs> Photography, eh? Photographs, eh? Cricket. Yes, which is which is new for that's not in the living that's in the oh, right, okay. But yes, no, I, I do enjoy especially that even though I knew it was coming, contrary to everything else I've just said, mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed the punchline of Have you had sex? Yes. What's it like? What's it like? So yes, I enjoyed all of it. Did you enjoy that? Yes. Uh, it's interesting as you say that some sketches you think aren't gonna be a repetition. Mm. This one seemed to. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Should we come across this one again, again in the future? Uh, <laughs> and then we went into the mouse problem. Yes. Now this is a sort of confessional style. Mm-hmm. And what this now that you're talking about? No, 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 the, the mouse problem. Uh huh. 
And I'm wondering whether the it's is a mouse is an addiction or some kind of depravity. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be a little bit shameful. Yeah. Is it meant to be a parody for being gay or doing drugs or something shameful? Well, I mean, clearly, clearly it is meant but... to be a parody of that sort of thing. Mm. How do people get... I think it would probably more be... I don't know. More be drugs than homosexuality. But there may very well have been that sort of expose yeah. on magazine-type programmes. So I wasn't sure whether I was meant to be uncomfortable with it. Were you uncomfortable with it? There was one, some bits of it that made me think they were talking about homosexuality. Um, well, it, there's clearly... well, There's, there's, there's a sexual element to yes, it. Yes, and, and because that's one of the things the psychologist says. Who hasn't... Who What what young man has not found himself attracted, sexually mm. attracted to mice? I know I have. Um, interestingly, one of his lines, which was, um, get it out in the open. I know I have got one particular very dirty chuckle mm. from the audience. From one person in the audience. Um, but then it did go on to... Um, you're attracted due to it, due to the illegality, illegality, which then is more like drugs. Yes. Um, like murder and arson and all mm-hmm. the other things we, we love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a bit weird. I just took it too far. Took it too far. Okay. Uh, then we were, well, actually, I'm interested, I'm just glancing down your um, list. I quite like the names that you give the sketches. Oh, I don't know what they're called, so I just have to. I know, but that, that's what I quite like. Is you is is what you call them. Right. So like that, well, I just have the weird You called it surprise frogs, not the whistle quality assortment, but the fans know it as. Well, the first chocolate they spoke, spoke about frog was surprise. Frog surprise. Yeah, so that's why I wrote. So it. that's why I want to hear what. You, there are no official names for these okay. sketches. They're just kind of accepted. And it was nudge nudge. So it wasn't a mass problem. Yeah. Okay. And now it's box box. Okay. Um. It was all Pepper Potts not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the first one was Pepper Potts. I'm a staunch something. <laughs> and then the other one says, and I agree with her. And neither of them yes. were actually saying anything, but you could tell the, the characters. Um, yes, yeah, so, and I'm an accountant, so I'm too boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but then well, this, of, this is what we should do with people, with men who... Like mice. Like mice, yes. And then we should kick them in the head with steel toe cap. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um... And these are good, and there's no visual needed to picture all these characters, which I thought was quite impressive yeah. in the sort of audio skills. Mm-hmm. And then we're up to the wedding bed shop. You can't say, one of them says twice the length, one says half the length, and you can't say mattress. Oh, I could do with not listening to that again. It is all too silly, it is too surreal. Is that what I've written? That's what you've written? I still feel like that. <laughs> you remain like that. Okay. I know it's a slight change here is that in the TV they had to stand in a tea chest to sing. Oh, this time it's a fish tank to get some audio. You got a bit of a sound uh, sound effect there. Um, But I also thought at the end, because they need more people, they say, we need more people to sing Jerusalem. And on the TV, up to a recording of a huge amount Mm. of people singing Jerusalem. They didn't do that here. And and I thought it doesn't work as well. You did need the big... Obviously, when you are... You can play a recording on television, but you can't put a recording on another recording. Because, uh, okay. you know, that's somebody else's recording that you're using. The one thing I would say about the sketch, mm-hmm. um, they're talking about beds, and 
their beds were 800 quid. And that it's meant to be 80 quid. And I think we're probably nearer 800, 800 quid these days. Yeah, well, well, wasn't that the cheapest bed they have? No. Was it? All right, okay. Yeah, probably nearer 800. That's still a bit expensive for a bed, isn't it? God knows. This is where you want to get that. How much was 80 quid worth in 1970? Uh, well, look that up. Because you'll find that 80 quid was... Uh, okay, how much? That's hard. Is it's kind of irrelevant. It's like proportion of a week's salary is probably more what's interesting. Eighty quid means nothing, but it just feels uh-huh. right, doesn't it? How much is eighty pounds in nineteen seventy? Oh, that's eighty dollars. I've got inflation calculator. Amount. I think we might have lost our oh. audience. Dollars. How much would? Well, we don't know, do we? It needs to be in. Just tell me UK. what eighty dollars would be. Oh, UK inflation calculator. £1,245.68. Wow. So beds are actually cheaper. Yeah, because they're not that. They're not that much. That would be a very well, look good look up bed. the price of a bed. <laughs> price of a bed. UK. Of course, beds are always on sale, as we know. Just click on shopping. Okay. Victoria Devon bed set with orthopedic swing memory mattress, £159 from beds.co.uk. What about from a proper shop? Well, uh, you've put me on shopping and £79? Um. Wow. This is me just buying a bed now. Yeah, you <laughs> don't get it for 80 quid. Uh, this is me just buying a bed now. Yeah, some beds are, are more expensive. <laughs> some beds are more expensive than other beds. But none of them are a thousand quid, are they? No, a thousand quid would seem to be a lot of money for a bed, I would say. You'd be getting a top of the range bed for a thousand pounds, I would suggest. Uh, anyway, shall we talk a bit more about the record of Money Bounds Flying Circus? Well, the next one, I've called it Interesting People. It is indeed called Interesting People. Okay. Um, and you've got the Egyptian Ali Bayan. Oh, yes. Who was mad. Mm-hmm. Bicycle Bells Only, I've written. Oh, that's the Men of Harlech's uh, Bicycle Choir. Okay. For bicycle bells, uh huh. Cat influenza. Mhm. Give a cat influenza. Got the, sound effects there. There is something. Uh, please shouting. Well, the man who shouts all the time. And his, and his wife. wife, he screams back. I think that got the biggest laugh of the whole show. From me. No, from the, oh, the from audience. the audience. I don't think anything got a laugh from you. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think tiddles the cat that flies into the bucket. By yourself? No, I fling her. That, I, quite in, I quite like that line. Mm-hmm. And the brick being asleep, it is already. Mm-hmm. All of these, I felt you needed a visual. Oh. You can see Palin, who I, I presume was the presenter, presenter mm-hmm. guy. Um, and I didn't like please shouting. Don't like please shouting. No, just really but yeah, not. we quite like please going a bit manic on the telly. I think this one was more of a... He wasn't a... Because he, he was a sh- I shout with everything I say. Uh-huh. It wasn't with exasperation, was it? So uh, okay. wasn't the same kind of shouting. What did I say before for this one? You said that Terry Jones's Keith Maniac, who was the man who um, hypnotizes bricks, was the best thing about it. There were good bits. You okay. said. What was next? Barbershop sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like this. Interestingly, they, they used a narrator in this part. Oh, the 
an audio. Yes, to see what was happening, that the mother oh, was cringing behind the... Well, I suppose you had to know that everything was, like, blood shot. spattered. Yeah. And, uh, and then he was just going about slicing and cutting and mm-hmm. shit. Anyway, it's a lumberjack song. Yes, indeed. I still have problems with the lumberjack. Well, I'm not sure what I said before. But I'm still feeling it's a bit insensitive. To transvestite lumberjacks. Yeah. But then I think the sketch then went on to make a complaint. Because mm-hmm. all, all the lumberjacks I mm-hmm. know were something, you know, something that There's was very a bit few of them are transvestite. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I don't think that makes it okay. Oh, okay. To be politically incorrect by acknowledging that someone's going to complain about mm-hmm. this. It doesn't stop it being wrong to joke about sensitive issues. Okay. Um, Do you think right. it lessens the wrongness? No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can get away with it. But, but it's. I'll take it too seriously. What, what, what are we laughing at in the lumberjack sketch? I don't think we're laughing at the lumberjack. Maybe we are laughing at the lumberjack. But, no, the bit I don't like is the fact that all his mates. Turn on him when they realise that. Oh, I don't think they're his mates. I think they're just a choir who've turned up to sing the song. Well, I think they're mounted police on the in the TV, so they're well, not other lumberjacks. But I don't like the way they judge him when he talks about. But we him. can judge them for judging him, can't we? I don't. Th- I don't think we're meant to be on one side or the other. Mm. I thought it was portraying one side of wrongness and shame. But he seems, he's quite proud of being a lumberjack, transvestite lumberjack. He sings his verse with gusto. Mm. And then the others don't accept him, and he looks a bit ground crestfallen, and then we go into the letters. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure we're, we're being invited to laugh at the lumberjack for being a transvestite lumberjack. Or portray that it's shameful. No. Okay. I've never thought so deeply about transvestite <laughs> lumberjacks as I have today. All right, uh, what was next? Welcome to the arts, the cinema. Oh yes, Sir Edward Ross. You called this the best bit of the episode that it was in. Mm, didn't didn't do well. So didn't do well right. this time. Please oh, going on about Edward. Yes, can Teddy. I call you Edward? Yeah, that, that was that was the gist of the sketch. I like it. Okay. Alright. On to side two. Air Force Mechanics. Stereophonic is what I've written. Air Force Mechanics? He's in the Air Force, isn't he? He's the Colonel. Yeah, well, he's... Okay. Yes. I just wrote down military man. Now, you you don't like the Colonel very much who comes in and says things are silly. That's what I remember. Well, it didn't really work, him walking over to the other speaker. No, it did not. we were... We were listening in mono or something. Well, it wouldn't matter anyway because the, the although they were they thought that they had been promised they were going to get a stereo record, they got a mono record. They should have cut that out then. Well, yes, they should have, but then they didn't have control over that. Mm. But equally, wouldn't it be just like Monty Python oh, to do, do a joke d- about stereo in a record that isn't stereo? Yeah. So they kind of get they can kind of get it both ways but, there. That, was that on the telly? No, that was that was just written for audio. Is it the only one? It's pretty much the only bit that's written yeah. specifically for audio, and it is a bit of a shame. It's like we've written an audio joke. Yeah, well, we're going to do it in mm. such a way that you, your audio joke isn't going to work. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Next thing. Next. Back to the arts. It, it's the arts. Mm-hmm. Arthur Two Sheds. Two Sheds Jackson. Seen that before. <laughs> you've, you've seen them all before. But yeah, it hasn't well. It hasn't worn well in second showing. What did okay. I say the first? You bit? didn't say anything with her. Um, and then you've got uh, the children's stories that mm-hmm. turn unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And then he just flips to another one, and then it turns yeah, out it's unfortunate. Well. I quite enjoyed this one. Who mm-hmm. was it? Was it uh, Eric Idle? Eric Idle. Yes, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's what you said the last time. Yeah, I'm very really consistent <laughs> in your views. Mm-hmm. Um, then the colonel tells them off for we're at different speeds. Oh, I quite like that as a as a link. This is mm-hmm. the first time I've kind of noticed a nice okay. kind of link. Stop him out with speed. Didn't notice it was the colonel again. And then we have the romantic two and the piano and then all turning up by people who've invited themselves. Yes. Now, I didn't like this. Okay. Did I like it first time? Uh, what you said the last time was that the Chapman character, who is the boyfriend, the man who owns the house, or mm. was so weak that it annoyed you. Yes, why wouldn't he just shut the door on them? <laughs> and the other thing you said was... Am I like Mrs. Equator, the laughing wife? Am I? What did she say? I went to... <laughs> I think I think, I think this this actually was one of the one of the ones where I would say one of the few ones where I would say the performance of this was worse than it was on television. Oh really? Although some of that was to do with the timing, because that I went on, which was very good on the TV. You, you got, got lost. You got a, you because you had a. Close to Terry Jones saying it, mm. it just kind of flew mm. past on this. But again, I would point out that the pint of Crendy Month for the poof is not acceptable. Yes, that is not acceptable. Although, again, Mr. Equator is not supposed to be a likeable character. Maybe just the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that character, the presumably homosexual acting character, um, is the only appearance of Terry Gilliam on this record. Oh, really? Yes. Was he there for the whole lot, just for that? I assume he was, yeah, just to stand up and see his two legs. wanted to join in. There was one bit in this that I don't think was on the TV that I really liked, which was at the beginning, the the two of them talking, and he said, uh, all those years working together in the soft toy department. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it was a, a little bit of character building, a world building yeah. behind there. Just in, just in a few a, a few words. I like, like that. But, uh, and we got to Jerusalem again at the end of that. We sung Jerusalem again oh, at yes. the end of that. And then we had the intermission. Albatross! Which you, indeed, you preempted that it was going to be the Albatross, and indeed it was. It's like you're starting to work out how Monty Python works. Yes. Uh, what did you think of this? I think the visuals added to it. Mm-hmm. So I think on a record it wasn't quite as good. Well, given that you didn't enjoy it in the visual, does that mean you did, did really didn't enjoy it this time? Yeah. There wasn't much going for it, really. All right. Uh, and then we were off to the North Mainhead by-election. Or what do you call it? Mr. and Mrs. Johnson B&B. Okay. Um, often I have to write down what the first line is rather than, because mm-hmm. I forget what it's going to mm-hmm. turn into. Um, and, uh, it's just being, I just put, she was putting lard on the cat's boil. <laughs> yes, she was putting lard on the cat's boil. Nice. And then I realised it was the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, uh, 
Mein Dickiel Chum or whatever. I can't yes. do the German accent thing, but um yeah, they they had some great what's the German for like version of for English? I don't know. Germlish. Germlish. Germlish, I don't know. <laughs> Deutschlish. Yes. German accent accented English. Yes, when they were trying to prove that they were good old jolly old English types. Exactly. Old man, old chap. So I thought that was good. I enjoyed uh-huh. the clever word use and and um all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we moved on to me doctor. No, me doctor, you nurse. You, me patient. Mm-hmm. I thought this worked very well on audio. It did. Probably better on audio than it did on visual. I don't know if there was, um, I think on visual it helped you keep up with who was talking at which point. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the doctor was always the one saying it all, but I didn't get until he'd said, no, you nurse, that that was the nurse speaking. You know, that ah, kind of thing. okay. Um, but I enjoyed that one too. I thought it was very clever and very well done timing-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did I like it the first time around? Uh, I don't know if you said very much about it. Okay. Well done. I liked it when it went a bit wrong. No, it didn't go a bit wrong this time. Oh, okay. And then there was... Uh, and then it's please arriving saying I want to make a complaint and you mm-hmm. should be in the pet shop in the next track. That was a nice little link, I mm-hmm. thought. And then it was the parrot sketch. It was the parrot sketch. Which again, I think it's better with the visuals. Ah. Just for him whacking the parrot on the mm-hmm. side of the thing, which you didn't know unless you'd seen it for mm-hmm. this one. Um, but still, I enjoyed it. I, Probably more for nostalgia. Uh, all right, okay. Um, you always liked it. You said it is funny. Mm-hmm. In the, the, I noticed in this one that I think he uses the pronunciation choir invisible, Yule, in this one. That I think in on the TV he just says choir invisible. But I know that later on, because you will not be surprised to learn that you will come across the parrot sketch mm-hmm. again. Choir Invisibule is definitely there. It's like, oh, we've already moved to the Choir Invisibule at this point. And then in the middle of it, there was a complaint about the rail system. And uh, and they referred to having to bat out the record. Yes. Because um, he had to go back and ask if this was bought. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought it was quite good to, to acknowledge the padding. But I don't think there was much padding. It was just sketch to sketch to sketch to mm-hmm. sketch, really. Mm-hmm. But um, you had to make it last half an hour. That 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 bit is in the TV as well. Yeah. Terry Jones captain says that on the TV too. Yes. Uh, yes. And then the final sketch was the fruit self defence. Yes. Or I've called it fruit fencing. Fruit fencing, as you've called it. Yes. Um, which again, I don't think I liked the first time, so I don't. I didn't like it. This no, time. you did like it. Did I? You found it funny. But it was the same joke repeated until he shot someone and you like the unexpected things, the, six, the shooting and the 16-ton weight. That's what made it funny. Well, I knew that was going to happen. Maybe that, that was the happen. problem, yeah. So novelty's a big thing for you. There are going to be some episodes that you're not going to enjoy very much. Uh, well, I can always stop, can't I? You can always stop, yes. But what would our listeners do if you were not here telling, taking them through all the minutiae of Python? Am I? I'm just telling them if I like it or not. Well... That's what they, but they like you talking because they end up hearing about how much a bed costs in 2020. <laughs> Just think, in 50 years' time, people will be going, blimey, beds were cheap in 2020. How much is £159 worth in 2020 now? Well, 
After the recession, we After the how. massive recession, yes. All that, yes. Anyway, we're not here to talk about fun things, are we? No. Um, uh, on the self-defense against French fruit, self-defense against French fruit, French fruit. French fruit? Why yeah. is fruit French? La pomme de terre. <laughs> well, that's not a fruit, that's a vegetable. Right. Uh, la pomme. What else? <laughs> Pomplemousse? Yes. Is pomplemousse a pineapple? I thought it was a grapefruit. Oh, what's a pineapple? I think, I don't know, maybe. Uh, no, and, and, isn't like a pineapple like anana? You think it's banana, but. Oh, ananas, it? yes, I think you're right. I think mm. you're right. Or oh, is that Spanish? No, it must, must be Spanish. Well, no. I was about to say, I was thinking, I was about to say, glassy cherries. <laughs> but that's not what a cherry is in French. Just a way of doing cherries. Laurent. <laughs> Fresh? That's a strawberry, isn't it? Oh, I think you're right. Fre- is it phrase, fre- isn't it? Phrase? Phrase. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Anything else from our... What, so what is banana? Banana. Banana. From our reaching back into the depths of our remembrance of... L'orange? <laughs> I said l'orange. Oh, sorry. I can't uh, think of any fruits now. Any other fruits? Pear. No. I wonder what pear... Poire. Isn't pear poire or is that pepper? No. Pepper's poivre. Oh, it's funny. It comes flooding back. <laughs> Chicken? No, it's poulet. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty. I pretty much am French. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm bilingual. No, you're not. I am. Avez-vous a diplomat? Pardon? <laughs> Avez-vous a diplomat? Avez-vous have you a diplomat? What's that mean? Leaflet. Tu voudrais le beurre? Would you like the butter? <laughs> Would you like the butter? Mon rêve est de voyager tout le monde dans la bateau. Mon rêve? My dream? <laughs> yes. Is a voyage on a boat? Around the world. Around the monde. Just take the la, words I knew and put them into my dream. La télé est une fenêtre sur le monde. Télé is the window of the world. On the world, or <laughs> of the way, yeah, we're really gay. I think I used to know what a helicopter was, but I can't remember what it is now. Wow. <laughs> well, this was a bit of fun. Um, and did I mention this about self-defense? No, that's because I said fresh fruit. <laughs> self-defense against fresh fruit. A fresh? Is that what you meant to say? Yes. We had John Cleese getting enraged, and that may have happened in a couple other sketches too. That's not as good without the visual. No. He needs the visual yes. for that. Mm-hmm. So was he the defence manny? Yeah, he was the sort of instructor. Yeah, see, I didn't yeah. even realise that. That's ah. how much he needed the visual. What did you think? You mean, I don't know if you've got a view on this. What did you think of the performances? I thought they were good. But as I say, they could have easily been the audio track of the TV. I mm. didn't think they were particularly... I thought that I thought there was a marked difference between... Cleese and Chapman and the rest of them and I thought Cleese and Chapman sounded more confident and gave better performances certainly Chapman gave far better performances than he did on TV and I wonder if that's because they were they were far more experienced in doing radio recordings yeah because they were and I'm sorry I'll read that again and I'm sorry I haven't a clue um, than the other I mean sure others had done some radio recording but they had been in it Mm. week after week and I wonder if, the, I think that kind of showed that they were, that they gave better performances. Not much better, but 
Well, I'm, I'm sure it is a very specific skill mm-hmm. that you, you, the more you do, the more the better you mm-hmm. get. I can understand that. So overall, the audio audio Python. What do you think? It didn't grab me. But that might partly be because of the fact I'd heard it all before. The, the non-thrill of the old. But I'm not sure. I have heard. I haven't really grown up with audio. As a medium for comedy. Oh, for comedy. See, I haven't grown up with audio because I am deaf. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I think my parents might have had Billy Connolly's tapes. Uh-huh. I'm surprised your brothers didn't, but, they, but again, equally, they might have had things that would not have been for their sister's ears. But I think just by the era, we were on videos, so why would you be yeah, doing audios? Yeah, true, true. It, my parents' generation, I think, that would do audio. And I did, mm-hmm. my dad did have the goodies, is that right? Goodies, the goon show. Goon show, mm-hmm. um, on tape and things like that, and round the horn. Mm-hmm. Um, but we must have listened to it. I just don't really. We just don't it. really recall it. Okay, all right. So, anything else to be said? That is all to be said. Well, if there's nothing more to be said than all remains to be said, join us next time when we will once again introduce the Python of the misses. Bye. Bye. Bye.